Thanks for joining me on Jesus and Books. I'm Jason Comley. Today we're going to be looking at The Mormon Jesus, a biography, a book by John G. Turner. John is not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Looking at his author bio, he teaches at George Mason University in the Department of Religious Studies. He says, my writing revolves around the place of religion in American history, a subject rarely free from controversy and full of color. Certainly, I would describe the Mormon Jesus a biography as full of color, very well written, factual, uh, detailed, goes deep into uh, Mormon theology, uh, fair for the most part. I think he unearths some unflattering, uh, perhaps unflattering history of, of uh, the church uh, as we, as the church, you know, evolved and developed and matured and improved their perception and knowledge of, of Jesus. So I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd recommend this book to anyone but those uh, really interested in Mormon theology. It is a, a very well written book, however, and uh, I think, you know, to stay within the parameters of this podcast, I want to focus on the, the characteristics of Jesus Christ. I think we'll discuss how Jesus is perceived by Latter-day Saints in art, in scripture, and in him. Latter-day Saint scripture, of course, is uh, Old Testament, New Testament, Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price. I, I said this in previous podcasts, but I, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So I'm, I'm an insider, you would say, and it's interesting to see and to read a, an outsider's perspective. Although John, I would consider him a dry Mormon in the sense that he hasn't been baptized, but he's, he certainly knows at least as much church history as anybody else. Um, and uh, it was a very, very academic work. So, starting with how Jesus is perceived in Scripture, so he brings up uh, John, the Beloved, his vision of Jesus Christ on the Isle of Patmos. This is in Revelation 1, 9-20. He sees a vision of the risen and glorified Jesus Christ as having a robe with golden sash, white hair, eyes like blazing fire, feet like bronze, and a voice like rushing waters. And he's holding seven stars in his right hand and has a double-edged sword coming out of his mouth. So Joseph Smith, who is the prophet of the Restoration, he describes a somewhat similar vision in the Kirkland Temple with Oliver Cowdery, who was an early 
apostle in, in, in the early history of the church, I mean. So in Doctrine and Covenants, section 110, verses 2 and 3, this is his description of Jesus when Jesus appeared in the Kirkland Temple. It's, we saw the Lord standing upon the breastwork of the pulpit before us, and under his feet was paved work of pure gold in color like amber. His eyes were as flame of fire. The hair of his head was white like the pure snow. His countenance shone above the brightness of the sun, and his voice was as the sound of the rushing of great waters, even the voice of Jehovah. So there are some similarities there. You can choose whether or not you want to believe that. I certainly, I believe that, that Joseph Smith did see that vision. Um, members of the church also uh, believe that Joseph Smith is the prophet of the restoration of the gospel and of the restoration of the priesthood, Aaronic and Melchizedek priesthood, the same priesthood that the apostles of old and, uh, had and, and that uh, Jesus the same priesthood that Jesus used to create uh, the worlds. But getting back, back on topic here, um, uh, Joseph Smith, when he was 14, saw Jesus Christ and Son of God and, and, and the God the Father in a grove of trees in Palmyra. And he says that they were two distinct personages. So later on, in Joseph Smith's life, and this is actually two months before he uh, was uh, killed, he gave a speech which is now known as the King Follett Sermon. So King Follett, he wasn't a king, he was actually a, a member of the church at the time. He was helping to build a well and they were lowering a big pile of rocks into this hole where King Follett was, this man named King. The rope broke and killed King Follett. So it was a very sad day. He was a strong member of the church. And Joseph Smith gave a, a talk during the funeral. That's my understanding. And in this sermon... He describes Jesus. He says, I say, if you were to see him today, you would see him like a man in form, like yourselves, in all the person, image, and very form as a man. For Adam was created in the very fashion, image, and likeness of God, and received instruction from, and walked, talked, and conversed with him, as one man talks and communes with another. So Parley P. Pratt, who was an apostle at the time, he talks about the material nature of Jesus Christ. And he says, what is Jesus Christ? He is the Son of God and is every way like his Father. He is a material intelligence with body, parts, and passions, possessing immortal flesh and immortal bones, he can and does eat, drink, converse, reason, love, 
move, go, come, and in short, perform all things even as the Father, possessing the same power and attributes. He too can traverse space and go from world to world and from system to system precisely like the Father, but cannot occupy two places at once. A lot to um, dig into there. That kind of reminds me of the scripture in Doctrine and Covenants, and I believe elsewhere, where Jesus says he's the Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, and that all things are before him. So from that we, all things are before him, all events are before him. Uh, as C.S. Lewis uh, says in the Screwtape Letters, he says, uh, you know, time is a mortal construct, and that's sort of what I gather from that particular verse, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. All things are before him. So it makes sense that Jesus can't be two places at once, although he does know all things. Except perhaps when the last day will be. Only God the Father knows that. Not even the angels in heaven, not even the Son of God. Perhaps maybe Jesus does now, though. I don't know. We'll, we'll leave that for another time, maybe. John also discusses Mormon art, how Jesus is depicted in Mormon art, how he is often depicted as white. At first he was depicted as insufficiently masculine. That's, that was the complaint of Protestants and early Mormons. Now art depicts Jesus as uh, more muscular, broad-shouldered, you know, long brown hair, uh, trim beard. Uh, Simon Dewey, I think he's one of the more popular uh, LDS artists. Uh, Jesus kind of looks a bit like a, a wrestler, uh, perhaps. I don't know. That's not fair. Maybe that's not fair, but uh, I, his art is beautiful. I think Jesus is uh, was um, bigger built. He was a carpenter uh, and um, did a lot of physical labor. So I, I wouldn't doubt that he uh, was, was very strong. There is that issue too of, of him being uh, white. There's, there's an article at um, the blog Times and Seasons. The article is The Problem with Modern Art. He says that, you know, Jesus and, and even the Mesoamericans uh, of the Book of Mormon, they are depicted as white Anglo Saxon or Scandinavian or of like Nordic descent. But uh, in all fairness, Jesus seems to be portrayed as, uh, depending on the culture, uh, Jesus will reflect that particular culture. The art is becoming more diversified. We see uh, in the same article uh, Emily Wilson's depiction of 
Christ praying in Gethsemane, he's dark-skinned. So I think that's progress in terms of diversifying our, our look, our, our perception of, of the Savior. And I think we can lose our way. We can easily lose our way when, it, when we talk about how Jesus looks. I think it's more constructive to focus on how he is. His personality, his nature, his concern for us. And I think that's really reflected best in the hymns. John mentions the, the hymn, Where Can I Turn for Peace, which is a popular Latter-day Saint hymn. I'm going to read you the lyrics. This is certainly how I perceive the Savior and know the Savior. So the lyrics are, and the lyrics was written by Emma Lou Thane. The lyrics are, Where can I turn for peace? Where is my solace? When other sources cease to make me whole? When, with a wounded heart, anger or malice, I draw myself apart, searching my soul. Where, when my aching grows, where, when I languish, where, in my need to know, where can I run? Where is the quiet hand to calm my anguish? Who, who can understand? He, only one. He answers privately, reaches my reaching, in my Gethsemane, Savior and friend, gentle the peace he finds for my beseeching, constant he is and kind, love without end. If you'd like to know more about how Latter-day Saints, how Latter-day Saints perceive the Savior and more about our teachings, more about the restored gospel, you can of course go to mormon.org that's probably the, the best place to go. Or LDS.org. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Jesus and Books. You can find Jesus and Books on Twitter, a SoundCloud. You can also find me on Goodreads. So you can follow me or friend me. Thanks for listening. God bless.